front. Party in the back. Pod. Podcast. You've got like a shoulder roll going on. Shoulder roll going today. I'm Michelle. And I am Lauren. And welcome to the internet's best kept secret. The best podcast that, uh, well, people are still learning about it, Michelle. I was going to say, I was trying to basically say it's the best kept secret, but not for long. Thanks to our listener like you who's sharing and telling everybody that they know about this secret, beautiful, hidden gem that they found, which is Business in the Front, Party in the Back podcast. Wow. What a great intro, Lauren. Fantastic. Love that. Now, who is the uh, episode today brought to you by yes. or brought to our listener at home by? The episode today is brought to you by Ra Ra Consults Teens Task Reduction System. So basically, the Task Reduction System is a online course that I have designed. It's about a two-hour course, and you can purchase it on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Basically, if you are wanting to reduce your work hours by half so you can stop playing catch up on the weekend, the task reduction system is for you. So if you're doing everything in your business, but your business is not advancing, if you're working far too much and you're feeling overextended with no time for yourself, if you're struggling with anxiety and guilt, if you're confused about how to prioritize and where you should be spending your time, this course is for you. And uh, one of the cool things about this course, Michelle, is that you actually have access to it for one entire year after you purchase it. So um, you also, on the program, you actually do the work. I'm not about going la, 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 and then you go away and have to then carve time and create time to actually do the stuff. You do it in the Mm -hmm. course, which I think is really powerful because really one thing I've noticed is that when people don't have their time management organized or sorted, their entire business doesn't work. And in fact, a lot of their business doesn't work and they get unbalanced. Although I think balance is, I think balance is a line. We'll talk about that in the show today. But um, getting control of your time management is going to be key to, I think, making the best use of your life, honestly. So yeah, that's my spiel. I agree. That was a great intro. Oh. Yeah, really loving yeah. this. It's going to be a really good show. Yes. Um, and Lauren, today's theme is, of course, yin-yang. We alluded to it there about balance. And uh, we wanted to sort of chat about ways we might be able to achieve a bit more of that in our lives and also provide a few options for the listener at home. We like to do that. We like to have value in all of our shows. Um, so Lauren, before we get into all of that, how is your week? How's it been? What's been going on? Yeah, I probably sound a little bit tired. I worked um, late last night. I worked at the restaurant till after 10, 15, and then a couple of friends went out for a drink and they invited me and I went, you know what? I'm going to go because when you work at a restaurant, I'm sure I've talked about this before. My energy is all over the place when I'm done. It's just crazy heightened. You feel like you're on something because you're just all over the place. So yeah, so I went and ended up going to sleep around 12 o'clock. So it's 9.15 that we're recording this, but if I sound a little bit croaky, that's why. Uh, Yeah, I've been been really good. I, I feel like this week has been really productive and Honestly, Michelle, it's because I know my tasks. I don't know if we've talked much about this, but I schedule my week in advance every Sunday. So I like know what I'm doing. Oh, the cat is here. I know what I'm doing and (laughs) I love ticking off, um, you know, my jobs and just doing things that are advancing my business. And so slowly and surely getting there. So I guess this week has just been a lot of getting stuff done and I think constantly improving. And one of the things that I think is 
important in life is that we do constantly improve. I mean, it's not about a race mm. for perfectionism or anything like that, but you know, although we are perfect, although but, yeah, know, that's yes. beside the point. Oh yes. <laughs> everyone is perfect in their own way. That's true. But you know, it's like my sales page, like reworking my sales page, getting feedback, taking that on board, you know, that kind of stuff. So I was doing a lot of, a lot of that. And I guess one thing that I do want to just say too, off the top that I've kind of been thinking about lately is, you know, sometimes being an entrepreneur and a businesswoman is hard. <laughs> and mm. I think it's just, it's so important to just keep our eye on the prize. Hey, to know that, mm. you know, it's all these small incremental steps that take us where we want to go. And yeah, I think it's just continuing to focus on my why, I guess, and like why I'm doing what I'm doing and knowing that step by step by step, I will get there. And I, I think sometimes, mm. you know, we get caught up where we're going. Is what I'm doing working? Like how long before I give that up? Um, yeah, so I'm just... Is it enough? Is it enough? Is it Am enough? I doing enough? Am I That's doing a it common right? One? Yeah. Am I doing it right? Yeah. Um, and I know that, you know, I love that, you know, on this episode, you and I talk a lot about our journey and, you know, maybe sometimes we'll be like, we're doing it this way. And then the following week we'll realize that didn't work, but that's what it's all mm -hmm. about. It's about knowing that, you know, there are other people just like you and me that are in the same kind of journey and we're all figuring it out together. So, yeah, so it's been, I guess, a big week, a big week of getting a lot done. And then also just rem remembering to connect and come back to my my deep desire and like why I'm actually doing this. Yeah. So what about you girl? What are you up to? Yeah. It's important to ask that question. And I think um, I'm sort of along the same lines as you. Um, and I think it's really important to rely on feedback, pay attention to feedback and use it as a bit of a, a guide sometimes. And that's when I was working, I guess, for corporations, I always struggled with that sort of thing, you know, hearing feedback because I'm very, critical of myself and so whenever I heard anything from anyone else um, in terms of feedback you know I'd, I'd get quite upset and quite hard on myself I take it very very hard yeah. so that's something that I worked on the whole time I was there and then now that I'm working on my own I guess it's just between myself and my clients and I um, did have a, a bit of a difficult reading this week and it was the first reading of the day yesterday for me and I was nervous going into it. It was weird. Sometimes I have that kind of uh, bit of a heads up, I guess, you know, that something's coming. It might be a bit of a lesson or something like that. And there's a bit of a language barrier. The lady, um, English wasn't her first language. And, you know, I brought her grandfather through and I had him very clearly and I was describing what he looked like, like down to the bindi. He had a bindi on his um, forehead, but it was like a streak. And I described that, the hat, the clothing, everything. And, she, and, the, and the lean, he was very lean and quite tall. Um, and she said, that's my mum's dad, that's my grandfather. She was so excited. And then her grandma came through and I described her and she was so excited. And it was just fabulous. And the energy was really high. I'm buzzing. I'm like, yeah, like in the zone. And then um, she just, I don't know, it was a bit of a downer. She was just like, um, she was asking about her relationship, you know, with the husband. And I was going through the ins and outs of that. It was an arranged marriage, which I saw and she agreed. Yes, that is. So I felt like everything was on par, but then she just kept saying to me, you're not answering my question or answering my question, but she wouldn't tell me what the question was. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm just giving you what they're, what they're bringing through. Right. But when she started to get quite angry and so what happens is, you know, obviously your loved ones are coming from source energy, which is love. 
And so when they come through and you start to get angry or lower those vibrations, it's really hard for them to communicate. So they left, you know, they left. And I do feel like her grandfather kind of knows her personality and maybe knew that she might react that way because he was so clear with his vision. And sometimes they don't come through that clearly for me, for me to see them that way. Um, So I feel like they really wanted to communicate. She wasn't hearing it. And basically what I was telling her was I was like, you just need to make yourself happy. It's got nothing to do with the relationship. And some people aren't ready to hear that. You know, I don't, I don't feel like everyone's ready to hear that. Like they're not ready to take that responsibility. It's your fault. I'm not happy. It's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Correct. And, you know, I said, it comes back to you. They keep taking me back to you. You need to be happy. What makes you happy? What makes you tick? Um, And there was a lot of personal things that came up and she said, yeah, that's correct. You know, but she just wasn't happy because I wasn't telling her what she wanted to hear. She wanted me to tell her what she wanted to hear. And it was upsetting for me. And I said, look, you know, because I, I, she paid for half an hour. She ended up doing an hour. And I said, look, don't pay me anymore. You know, obviously you're not happy. And I said, I don't want anyone, you know, to read with me and not be happy. And um, she said that the same thing happened with the last person she went and saw as well. So that was interesting. And I just sent her all my notes and I said, look, have a look through my notes. I said, if anything isn't making sense, maybe you can read through and it might make more sense. And I've also sent you the readings so you can have a listen and look at the images and all of that because she was on the phone. She couldn't, we couldn't see each other. She didn't want to um, communicate face to face. She lives up here, but didn't want to come over either. So I don't know. I feel like I did my best and I, I was feeling pretty sad last night, like pretty bummed. I did all the rest of the readings that day were amazing, like really, really great, great feedback, really great. It was just not the best way to start the day. And I just kept thinking, you know, what is that teaching me? Um, and I just feel like what it is, is me being a bit of a people pleaser still um, and not wanting anyone to be disappointed. And I think that's that's real. Like I think that is, you know, when you're a business owner, you want to make sure the people are happy with the service and things like that. But I also feel like when she said to me, oh, the last person did the same thing you did, I was just thinking, you know, I think there's a catalyst here. I think there's a common denominator and it's not me. Yeah. And I'm just the next person that she's come along to. So I feel like I'm sort of off the hook in that respect. I do feel like it's a bit around maybe ego for me as well um, because it's a pain. It hurts, you know, it hurts your ego because you're like, this is my job and, and I do a good job and I help people and heal people. So I guess my ego took a bit of a hit as well. So I sort of mm. considered that. But, you know, moving forward, I think we can't please everybody. No, you know, I can't continue to do that. It's so funny, Michelle, because while you were talking, I was reminded of a podcast I listened to the other day and he goes, you know, he's talking about how you could get a thousand emails that tells you all the things that you've done well. And you'd get one mm. email that tells you one thing that you did shitty or you fucked up on or whatever. And that's the only one you think about. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah it's true. You know, you're right. You're not going to please everyone and you're not there. And you say it all the time. You are not there to tell people what to do. You're not there to yeah. tell people how to live their life. We have free will. And so if that woman wanted, you know, some kind of, I don't know, like it's almost as though she wanted a pill to make everything be better. Yeah. There was yeah, no, yeah. there's no way that, that you were ever going to be able to do that. So she probably had mm. unrealistic expectations. Now, oh, you're dealing with your clients. Do you ever talk about expectations of theirs, yeah. Do you do yeah, that at the beginning the of the call, I say let go. Yep, let go of any expectations because they're money, right? Yeah, let go. Of yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but some people, you know, they hear it or they don't. Um, but I did say to her during the reading, I said, look, you know, and much like what you just said, I said, we all have free will. And I said, the problem is with this, what you're asking me is to predict human behavior. And I said, I can't predict human behavior. I said, I can give you options as to what may happen and what could happen if, you know, you went down this path. But a lot of it depends on you doing the work. It all depends on you doing the work. Yeah. So, you know, we can't sit here and say, this is definitely going to happen because that's dangerous. You know, if I say to someone, you 100% will have um, a baby girl. It's going to happen on this date. This is your conception date. This is when you'll give birth. You know, this is her name, blah, 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 blah. People just stop doing the work, you know, yeah, and that's just dangerous. It's already divinely ordered and exactly. Yeah. So they just give up. They're like, oh, easy. It's all going to happen. I don't need to worry yeah. about it. I can keep going and doing whatever I'm doing, living my life the way I'm living my life. So I know that she had to hear that message from me. And sometimes I've got to deliver those kinds of messages and I don't love doing it. But she did send me a nice message afterwards. I sent her all my notes and said all that. And she wrote back and it was quite nice. And she said, look, um, I'll take, she said most, not all, but most, I'll take what you said, most of what you said on board and I'll try to do the work. And I said to her, all we can do is plant the seeds and then, you know, you do what you will, um, but we all have free will. So hopefully some of it sunk in. She knows her grandparents were here because I described them, you know, to that, to the degree that I did. So I, I'm hopeful and I just, you know, I want the best for everyone. It's not even so much about me anymore. It's just, I want the best for everyone and I want her to want to do the work, you know, for herself. So yeah, that was a really big, um, a really big learning for me. Um, cause it's not all rainbows and lollipops. You know, I've got to remember that it's, um, it has been incredibly positive for the last seven months, but um, it's not all rainbows and lollipops. It's and so good that you share that stuff though. Cause you know, if you and I didn't mm -hmm. talk about when things are hard, then we would just be yeah. bullshitting ourselves because exactly. you, know, you and I are friends. Yeah. So we would say these things to each other That's you. and yeah. at our listener at home, we don't want them to ever feel or think that, you know, we're just living the dream and mm. it's not tough. Mm. You know, it's, mm. it's sometimes it's tough. And you know, one thing I just wanted to comment on, you know, when she said, I'll take most of what you said on board, I think it's almost important that she did say that yeah. because you're talking to her through your filter and she's listening through her filter and da, da, da. And it's important that when we do seek counsel or advice from people like yourself mm. or just a friend or family or whatever that we do take on what feels right to us and we leave the rest yeah yeah i agree yep it's intuition yeah. it's in your intuition yeah it is and you know sometimes we don't want to take on like you know she might only be taking on all the stuff that that makes her sound good yeah. and not any of the stuff that makes her feel like yeah. she has to do some self analysis yeah, here yeah um but that's okay because like you said you planted the seed anyway because somebody telling her that these are this like an objective party like you mm. telling her you know that these are the things that you're getting from her i mean mm. you think that that would make an impact on the subconscious level if yeah on a conscious yeah. level. and she's got that reading forever so she can go back and listen to it anytime so yeah it's yeah. been um a big big learning but i feel i feel proud of myself that i picked myself up the way that i did because the rest of the readings were great and i had an awesome time like awesome time and it, sometimes it's challenging to do that you know to bounce back in the realm that i'm in to raise those vibrations yeah. back to the point where you yeah. can connect again to mediumship and and spirit and all of those things, but somehow I did it. And I guess it shows resilience. Um, yes. That I've been doing this for yeah seven months. So 
yeah, bouncing back is, um, is never easy. And I did have a reading straight after. So I was just like, Oh my God, almost in tears. And then I had my next reading straight after. And I'm like, hi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not easy, not easy, but it was yeah. one of my mentorship clients. Um, and she was doing a reading with me, but one of my clients and, um, so it was good. It was a familiar face. Um, and she's so encouraging and just so wonderful. And so it was, um, it was obviously meant to be cause she wasn't booked in. She booked in while I was in the other reading. And then I jumped out and I'm like, oh, oh. Jackie, hooray. And um, yeah, so that was actually really great. Yeah, I think spirit put it there. That's so cool. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention as well uh, that I noticed this week that I thought you did really well, and I'm bringing it up because I just think that there's a lot of value in it. So on Instagram, um, which by the way, can I give you a little slice of feedback? Yeah, yeah. I really um, think that it would be worth you looking into some templates. Ah, some, some oh, like Canva or something. Yeah. Yes. Or I creative market. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 They're good. Um, and then giving all the things that you're doing one look because all your graphics, they're all different. So that yes. means that whenever I see them, I never know who that is. Ah, oh, okay. So it takes extra work to figure right out now. who I'm looking at or, um, yeah. So I think you could get some really beautiful graphics with just your beautiful colors yes. and then the same font, the similar size every time. Yeah. So just, that's just one little no, feedback. That's good. But, that's good. I um, used my, um, what Lauren's talking about is I used my Bitmoji. I got a Bitmoji and got very creative. And so I turned myself into a, a lady. Um, not that I'm not a lady, but put myself in a Bitmoji form. And I was reading a book on a, a mushroom, I think. And there was like a little worm next yeah. to me. So um, yeah. yeah, we got a bit crazy on a Bitmoji. That's where that's crazy. from. Yeah, that's what you do on a Friday night, getting crazy well, with your Bitmoji. We do, and I use it to promote because we're doing a group um, live reading um, again tonight, actually, on Michelle Price of Lightworker, which I'm sponsoring the show later on, so I'll mention that. Um, but, yeah, we're doing another group live reading, and so I'm using our Bitmojis to promote ourselves and probably having fun because Beck had some um, kind of sexy cards, and uh, so we're like, ooh, we're going to have like a sexy theme for our next group live reading. And so we're like sexy bitmoji and like looking up all the different things. And there's one where you're lying in front of a fire with like a rose gritted between your teeth and like all oh, this sort hilarious. of stuff. It's like, and another one with me with like huge big lips and um, yeah, so we're just like having a lot of fun with it. But yeah, no, that's a really good tip, the consistencies. That stuff is good for stories. Mm. And if you put a little thing and you say, having a bit of fun, da-da-da. Yeah. But the work that you do is just so beautiful and connected yeah, to no, I agree. spirit. It's And I agree about the humor and all that, but mm. I think share that for the stories. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good Have point. a look at maybe um, Colette Baron-Reed. She's really good. Um well, I could probably come up with some names later, but mm. there are lots of different people in the similar industry and look for ones that you really like the look of what they're doing and then see if you can kind of get inspired from that for your own work. I really okay. think that if you had three templates and you only use those mm. and then any extra additional bitmoji fun kind of stuff, you use it for your stories because it goes up and down. It's not required. Okay. It doesn't stay on your grid because when I look at your your Facebook photo and your cover and your logo and all that, it gives me a sense of comfort and peace. Mm -hmm. And that's the line of work you're in. You're almost in like that bereavement kind of industry mm -hmm. slightly. You could look at um, 
crematoriums. You could look at all those kind yeah, of yeah, things for inspiration as well. But yeah, I just think it would it would really elevate you to the next level on mm. a visual mm. standpoint. But where I really wanted to go with this whole <laughs> conversation was that you use story in one of your posts and you shared a story of basically when you you were validated from your your list your client mm-hmm. right so you know you were talking about you said you kept getting a vision of a thir- of a vision board yeah. and then she had moved during your conversation and her iPad was leaning up against her daughter's vision board. And I just wanted to say that the power of story is so strong that people remember things better than they do without story. Mm -hmm. And so uh, for you, I think that you have a, an incredible inventory of marketing content, just sitting, waiting for you to use. Mm. So, uh, you know, you could even say, talk about expectations, you could not having them, you could, I just really want to encourage you to do more of that. Mm. And for our listener at home to really just think about your own story. And, you know, the stories and the lessons and the learnings that you can share and impart on others that can bring them along your journey as well, because it really has that impact. I can't tell you yeah, I, I guess I read yours as well because it was short and sweet. And that's yeah. what I liked about it. Yeah. I feel sometimes people write too much content and it, I just go too hard and I move to the next thing. Yeah. Whereas yours was just the perfect amount of text. Punchy. Yeah. Yeah. And it also captivated me right away because you're dealing with a con with content that's so wacky and wonderful, mm. right? That yeah. you can, you're kind of like, where's this going? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I did. So I, I did the lady with the biscuits and the um and the tea and <laughs> the one where spirits like talk about the biscuits, the shortbread, and she's like, oh, these ones, and she's like got a whole box of biscuits next to her, and she was like so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, honestly. <laughs> See, that's amazing. So funny. Like that's the kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, and you know what it does, Michelle, is it builds your authority as well. Yeah. And you know what you could do, like if you're ever um you know, when you're dolled up, like, you know, at least for me, when I've got my makeup on, or even the other day I put out a video and I was barely wearing any makeup and I thought my face looked a bit um, shiny, but anyway, I just put it out anyway. Cause I was just like called to do that. <laughs> uh, but you know, you can pop on and do like a quick two minute video where you just share a story as well. Hey, I just got out of a really cool reading and I just wanted to share this. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's a Don't idea. forget to book in blah, blah, blah. Yeah. With me. And then, yeah. I actually did a little testimonials. Yeah. I did a little video on, um, a live chat for 30 minutes on spiritual events directory, their last expo. And I actually got a lot of really good feedback about it. I just shared it on my page and a bunch of people decided to watch it. And, um, yeah, it was great. It was really, really cool. Um, it showed that, you know, people are listening and, and they do want to learn and things like that. And, um, yeah, just, I really appreciated, um, all the feedback. So yeah, it's positive. Really love that. Uh, and it was me being quite vulnerable and talking about things in that way. And so um, it was lovely to get the positive feedback from everyone. Um, but they enjoyed listening to it. So, Are you asking for email addresses ever? I get emails from everyone because I do Zoom. So I have emails from everybody and all my mentorship yeah, clients, but even, obviously. Even on your live, you could say, hey, want to keep in touch with me? 
you know, send me a DM with your email address and I'll keep you updated on all the latest da da da. Yeah. I'm not as disciplined with as you at that. Um, I'm not doing like newsletters or any of those sorts of things. So the only thing I'm using the emails for at the moment is mentorship. Um, and it's kind of a fine balancing act where I'm doing that and still doing all the, um, bios and media releases and all those sorts of things. So I'm sort of just trying to figure out the timing um, of everything at the moment without adding another thing, you know, onto what I do. But um, at some point I'd love to do a newsletter and keep people up to date and have specials. I did put up a post using Canva about gift certificates and things, and that was really well received. That was a good idea. So, um, yeah, it's all a bit of a juggling act, keeping all those balls in the air, Lauren. Um, But I did just want to let you know before we get into the show, because we've been talking for ages already, but um, I sold our home on the Gold Coast. We sold our home on the Gold Coast last night. We signed the contract. So we ended up getting very, very close, $9,000 less than what we were asking, which is pretty amazing. Like, I don't think that happens very often, but we really pushed them and pushed them up. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was pretty surprised to get what we got for it. That's for sure. Um, Especially in this climate, like you just kind of don't really know what people are willing to pay. So I think we did very well. And for what we, what, you know, the climate and all of that sort of stuff. So that means we can potentially buy and build up on the Sunshine Coast where we are now. And that'll be great. So really looking forward to that. And it does feel like a bit of a relief. I mean, I wasn't entirely sold on sort of selling it when we did, when we decided to put it on the market and things, but I'm actually kind of, I feel a bit relieved because it's just been sitting there for two months and we've just been losing money. But one of the things we did consider was maybe re-renting it because we didn't put it up. We never put the rent up. We were out of there for three years and we were charging 680 And we just found out in Helensvale, this is for rent. In Helensvale, they're charging $1,000 a week for rent and it's some dive of a house. And we're in like an estate with, you know, two pools, recreation facilities, gym, barbecue area, coffee shops, everything. And um, yeah, we we're charging 680 And the real estate guys were just like, you're insane. So we did consider keeping it and charging more for rent. Um, but yeah, we just decided to sell it and then buy up here and, and build up here. So yeah, it's big decision. It's just baggage in a way. It's like another night. thing you have to think about. Yeah. Yeah. It just allows us to kind of move forward a little bit. So anyway, um, yeah. did you want to get into the show? No, let's get into the show. To... Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I found that definition of yin-yang, Lauren, and I spoke about this last week. So we're talking about yin-yang and the balance and all of those sorts of things and whether or not it's possible. And I found this funny definition. Well, I say funny because it's just very interesting to me the way that they describe the feminine and the feminine is the yin and the masculine is the yang. And some of the ones that I read, some of the descriptions, and it's like a little kind of um, image that I found on, uh, and we're going to do it up so you can sort of see some of the different ones that they came up with the meanings, um, but yin is the black side. So sometimes people don't realize that yin is the black side. Yang is the white side and uh, dark is yin and light is yang. And that in itself, I don't know. I just kind of thought, really, really? Cause I haven't paid too much attention to which side's which, but I was like, Oh, um, and yang, uh, sorry, yin is hidden. Yang is obvious. Um, and what I thought was a little offensive was yin is round and yang is straight. And I'm like, I don't know what they're trying to say there. Um, but, and it's, it's night and day. It's the complete opposite, but the yin is always the dark, like the darker side, the moon, uh, passive, you know, ice and fire. It all just seems quite dark to me, shade and light. Um, but when we get near the bottom of what their, um, description was, it was like, um, receptive and creative and then death and life. So yin is death. 
And I'm not sure where that came from, like how that, how they came to that conclusion, but I don't know. I guess it made me a little bit uh, uncomfortable. And uh, a yin is also closed space, whereas yang is like open space. So anyway, I'll we'll just put interrupt a, you a for a minute just so that our listeners talk because I think that may have been confusing. Yeah. So basically, Michelle's talking about she found a graphic online and it was like a chart. So you had the yin on one side and you had the yang on the other side. So on one side of the yin, there was a word and then there was the corresponding word to the yang on the other side. So she was just reading off mm -hmm. some of the words like death and life and um, whatever else she said there. I, don't, I, I can scroll down and like use other examples, slow and fast, wet and dry, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the thing is that I think that a lot of this episode is probably going to be our own interpretations of yin and yang anyway. And like, who's to say that that person's the hmm. authority on it? Like, why did you choose that as your source graphic? Oh, just, that was just what I found. Um, I don't know even who put that up, um, to be honest. I don't know if that's, that could be the authentic meaning of it. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. So yin and yang, when I think about yin and yang, I always think about that circle and then the two of them coming together. And I know that, you know, I think, you know, we kind of, in society, we sort of talk about yin and yang, like a completion. And so I think sometimes there's a misinterpretation that, you know, Oh, uh, somebody's looking for their other half, like to complete them so that they're, they're full or whatever. But mm. I really believe that you are need to be a full person, attract full person. It's not about being half of something and then looking for the other half to complete you. So that's kind of, you know, when I think of yin and yang, I almost think about finding that balance within yourself. And it doesn't mean that, you know, there aren't polarities. I think that in a way, yin and yang is like a polarity thing where you have one side and then the other complementary mm. side. So it would make sense that if one is life, mm. the other one is death. But I'm not really sure I agree with a lot of the words on that chart. Um, but I... Yeah. It's from Pinterest, so they don't have a, so um, it's just, yeah. they don't so, attribute it to anyone. You know, but the fact of the matter yeah. is that we're going to be talking today about yin and yang and how balance is important. And one of the reasons why I wanted to broach the subject was because I thought Michelle would be able to shed um, some really valuable insight into yin and yang. And one of the reasons why, uh, you know, I say that is because on a previous episode, we've been talking about running or exercising or something like that. And you know, Michelle was kind of talking about mm. how um, I'm pretty sure this is on an episode and not just you and me having a talk, but um, yeah, yeah, where yeah, you no, know the yeah. running is kind of like more of the the yang side, like the masculine side, the kind of hardworking, like almost right. energetic kind of side. Um, yeah, and then the yang is really, or the yin is about the nurturing. And I realized that for myself, I've been doing a lot of running and not a lot of nurturing and that went from years of nurturing mm -hmm. to and not running so it's just kind of I've kind of gone from one to the other yeah. side and uh, I just sort of realized that you know for me anyway that yin is really a lot about self-care and self-love and taking the time to to nurture ourselves, especially as business women where we kind of almost need to play a different role like more of a not aggressive role, mm. but more of a authoritative kind of role than like the nurturing sort of role. So that's kind of a, a bit about why yeah. as well I wanted to talk about this subject. Anyway, continue. <laughs> mm. um, 
Yeah, so I guess most people kind of refer to it as the masculine and feminine, which is what that little description on Pinterest that I found was uh, talking about. There was another one that described um, the difference between yin and yang, the feminine is hate and the masculine is love, which I thought was interesting as well. So I found a bunch of different ones, but they're all sort of from Pinterest, so they don't have any, um, you know, attribute, uh, attribution. Um, it's sort of one of those little wormholes you go down and then you can't find your way back out of it. Um, so yeah, I found a bunch of different things, but I, I think Lauren's right. I think we do have to look at that for ourselves and what does it actually mean for us? Um, and in our life, you know, how do we achieve that balance? And what I think is interesting, and someone actually said this to me, um, a while ago is that you can't really ever achieve that 50, 50 balance. And I sort of, cause I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I always felt like when people said you had to be more balanced, I just thought, yep, I've got to be 50, 50, got to be 50, 50. And when you say, well, how would you know? Um, you can actually do things like body code, which I do regularly with uh, Kim Marks. And I'm going to put her in the show notes because she's pretty amazing. And she actually gives you, gives you the percentages. So she can break down um, your percentage of masculine and feminine into a percentage and let you know what that is. And she was the one that said to me, you know, you can't do 50, 50. It's not possible. So uh, you can get, you know, pretty close. Um, and that's, that's good. But uh, we're always going to be sort of one way or the other, you know, heavily, more heavily weighted one way or the other. So I thought that was good because it sort of took the pressure off. And it was the first time I'd ever heard that. No one else had sort of told me that before. So for me, it made it a little bit easier for me to, I guess, come into balance um, and, and do the work that I needed to do. So um, I just found that quite powerful um, for me hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pressure we put on ourselves, hey, to be a certain way. It's other like it's sort of funny because, you know, a lot of the things that we learn, we learn from somebody else's opinion, right? We learn like somebody's had this revelation, or somebody's realized something, and then they tell people, and then we hear it from them, and then blah blah Mm. blah, and then we think, oh, this must be real because I heard it from someone, or I read it on the internet, or I saw it on Pinterest, graphic, you know. And really, when we check in with ourselves, that's where we actually get our truth. And, um, you know, it's kind of like going back to that lady off the top where you were talking about her reading, you know, she, the answers are within her. You, you would have told her what she already knew to be true, you know? Um, she just yeah, didn't that's want to hear right. it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uncomfortable. And, you know, yeah, I know yeah. I talked about it in a previous episode where balance is a lie. You know, I always thought we needed to have all the quadrants ticked, the emotional, physical, spiritual, and the mental, you know, they ne- needed to be all balanced. So like the 5, 25, 25, all of them. Um, and then when you think about the yin and yang, yeah, it makes sense that you would almost aim or aspire to be 50, 50, but at the same time, it really just depends on who you are and also who's in your life. Like for example, if you were 50-50 and your partner was 75-25 of one, like that might not work very well. But if you're 80-20 and right. your partner's 80-20 opposite to you, that might actually be really complimentary and work well. I think the other thing too is that we need to show up yeah. depending on the role that we play. So when you were a journalist, sorry, I'm making it about you for a minute. When you were a journalist, I would, be, I would imagine, and I worked with you so I can tell you this is my impression, you were at a totally different energy than you are as being like somebody who's dealing with people who are breathing. Right. So, Mm. right. So that means that, you know, you were showing up as the person you needed to be in that moment in that role, but now you're kind of modifying yourself Mm. to show up as a person that you need to be in this role. And I think that, you know, listening to that and being aware of where we are in our life and our journey is super critical. Like, so for me, if I'm feeling really, Mm. you know, like down or, um, if I'm 
my thoughts are all jumbled up or whatever. I know I need to do some meditation or some yoga and just quiet myself down and come back to, you know, myself, right? But when I'm running my business, mm. I need to, I want to be firing. I want to be like confident. I want to be maybe slightly, I don't want to say pushy. I just can't think of another word, salesy, but in a non-slimy way, right? You need to be more out there, outgoing. <laughs> yeah. I kind of always sort of look at the mm. yin as being more of a passive player, more gentle and more nurturing. And that's, I'm, I can be nurturing, but it's not a natural, like, I, I don't think I'm very soft, although I can be soft, but it's not. Mm. You know, yeah, I'm kind of the same I think because I'm an Aries yeah. maybe and a yeah. deep personality like you, I can tend to be a little bit more harsh mm. sometimes. And I don't know how you mm. how you deal with this, but I struggle sometimes with wanting to be straight up, but I think sometimes it comes across as being bitchy, but... I think that, and I think that that's why mm. you need sometimes some of that yin to almost soften that straightforwardness. Yeah. Like I had to talk to someone at the mm. restaurant yesterday, a young woman, and you know, she, she, she needs to improve. I'll just say that. <laughs> but that made me have to edit stuff out. Lauren. She needs to improve. <laughs> and I, you know, I asked her not to do something and then she did it. And then I like had to talk to her about it. And I was trying to tell her the thing in a way that didn't upset her. But at the same time, I did, I wanted her to stop like interfering with my section basically because it mm -hmm. wasn't necessary needed. Mm. And um, yeah. And I think that the yin is so important in those times because you, you know, we need to approach things with a grace as well as a directness. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure even when you were yes. giving feedback to that woman, you would have had to deliver difficult information in a way that was still supportive, right? And I think that's why we need to have the kind mm. of two together. But anyway, I feel like I've ranted enough. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's definitely tricky. Definitely tricky. Um, and speaking of clients, I do often chat about like gender role um, in their relationship. And I feel like a lot of the time when I talk about, you know, playing the role of the feminine in a relationship, people think I mean barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. And because you think about the ads, you know, back in the day, the TV ads, commercials, you know, how they used to paint the woman being there vacuuming and doing her housework. And Honey, dinner's in the oven. Machine and all this sort of stuff. Oh, man, I tell you, some of those, some of those, oh, my God. Um, so we're not, we're not quite going down that path, but men like to rescue their partners, husband, uh, women, wives, um, they really do like to play that role. And I hear so many, just from friends, not even clients, but so many of my friends are like, oh, you know, I'm doing, I'm running around like a blue ass fly and my husband's just sitting there on the lounge and he's doing nothing. He's not lifting a finger and I'm crazy and doing all this stuff. And it's like, did you ask for help? And they're like, oh, well, no, like you should just know. And it's so common for us to say things like that, you know, think that they're a mind reader, they're not. And it's like, what about when you ask for help? You know, how does that change? And I think a lot of it is how we phrase it as well. So if we're going to, you know, ask our partner to uh, do something and we're, we're kind of, you know, we can nag sometimes. So it may be like, um, 
you know, um, oh, honey, you know, can you take the, the bins out tonight? Like you never do it. Like it's always my job, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you can take all the extra stuff on the end of that. Or you could say, honey, I'm cooking the dinner at the moment, feeding the pets. Would you mind terribly just taking the bins out for me tonight? I'd really appreciate it. Like it's just completely different. It sounds it's his garbage different. too, right? And it's, it's not, not blaming, yours. it's not Okay. Yeah, but I mean, we don't need to add that. We don't need to add that. Um, <laughs> okay. It's not helpful. <laughs> so it's about just, I think, I think it's about being vulnerable. And I'm, I'm using a, a relationship as an example, but I do feel like it's about being a bit vulnerable and allowing them to step up because a lot of the, the clients I see, a lot of the time when I, you know, connect to their energy because I do higher self-work, I'm like, they're just emasculated. They're just feeling emasculated. They feel like you can do everything. And what on earth is their role? Where do they fit into this? And they're like, often the women are like, oh my God, really? They didn't know. And it's so sad, you know, to have a woman walking around and I don't want anyone to suffer. So to have someone walking around and being like, I'm so sad and he's not realizing it, you know, he's not picking it up. Sometimes you do need to walk up to them and just go, you know what? I'm sad. You know, I need a hug, you know, something like that. We don't need to pretend that they're mind readers um because they're often they're not and then we just get frustrated so i think it's um a lot of the time you know with friends of mine when i say to them you know why don't you ask for help and it's just like oh it's easier to do it for myself well that's more to do with you you can't blame your partner husband or whatever for that because that's to do with you that's about you delegating that's about you setting boundaries and saying no sometimes and receiving so that is putting you more into the feminine but when you say oh look it's easier for me to do it you know whatever then that's a bit more masculine i feel so i think there's a lot that we can learn and delegation is a big one and look i'm i'm not good for that i've described that in a previous episode where in the newsroom i was like no nope, i'll just stay back till six o'clock at night and do it myself and come back at four in the morning it's fine and you can only do that for so long before you have burnout which i'll be talking a little bit more about uh, shortly lauren so have you got anything yeah well to add? you know i guess I'm trying to think. I don't really relate in that way um, to that. I think my relationship is really equal. One thing I realized is that if stuff bothers me, but it doesn't bother him, then it's up to me to deal with it. So it's like, Mm. yeah. So for example, right? Let's say, um, okay, folding clothes, right? Gav doesn't really care. For him, he he'll he just irons his shirts in the morning anyway, so it doesn't they don't need to be done in a certain way, right? But for me, I need mm. all my clothes folded and I want everything. But it's like, but if that doesn't matter to him, then I don't need to impose that on him. So if I want the clothes folded, I'll fold them myself. Mm. Otherwise, you know, mm. he can just do with his own stuff himself, right? So I think like sometimes when you think, well, well I'm living with somebody yeah. else. Why should they have to convert to the way that I want to do things? Why can't I convert to the way they want to do things? Or why can't I just decide if it matters to me, I'll do it. Otherwise, I'll just not make it a problem. Do you know what I'm saying with that? Yeah, it only becomes, yeah, I do. And it only becomes a problem when you, when you get resentful. Yeah. So the only issue is when you get resentful, if you take responsibility for your own actions and say, I'm happy to do everything, I'm not going to resent anyone else for not doing everything for me. 
um, then great. You know, as long as we're taking responsibility for ourselves, awesome. It's only when the um, resentment creeps in that I think it becomes a bit of an issue. And uh, that is quite common, uh, certainly the people that I see. But people don't come to me because they've got, you know, amazing relationships and everything's hunky-dory because they obviously want guidance or Yeah, and if they have kids and stuff. And I would imagine that as women, it's also really easy for us to play the mothering role. And Mm, yeah, for everybody. And also to be like to nagging and have these expectations of people, you know? And I know like even myself, I sometimes have to go, oh yeah, wait a minute. That's my own expectation. Not right. And so, Mm. yeah, I I think, Mm. yeah. So anyway, I probably won't comment more on that, but I will say about, I love your asking for help. I think that's so important to do. And and I, mm-hmm. I, um, I will say that one of the things that I do sometimes in the workshops is actually get people to do an exercise. So what they do is they write down, okay, if I asked for help, what's the worst thing that would happen? And then the worst thing, and then oh, the worst good. thing, and then the worst thing. And you got to kind of like the root of the problem, right? And then you go, all right, if the worst case mm-hmm. scenario, like down to the very last sort of step happened, how would I deal with that issue? And then you come up with a solution and then you go, all right. So if the worst case scenario, which is pretty much 99.999% not going to happen, happened, this is mm-hmm. how I would deal with it. And then you kind of have like, a, and I'm not saying you're manifesting that. I'm just saying you have a contingency plan to be able to ask for help and to move forward. Uh, the other thing too is a good exercise yeah. is to do the opposite of that, which is what is the best thing that could happen if I asked for help? And so then you kind of oh, look at it in both good. the options, right? Because you don't just want to go, well, what's the worst thing? Because what's the best thing? In context of what we're talking about with relationships at home, the, the husband realizes or the wife realizes that they haven't been doing their part and they start showing up and being the yeah. best version of themselves for their lover. You know, that's like pretty wonderful. That's it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And we know that in our communication uh, episode, when we were talking about resentment kills relationships, right? That was a big takeaway from that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I believe it's so important to have these discussions, you know, in a light way, like maybe when you're out and about, or, you know, maybe you just, you thank the person for doing things that you you appreciate them doing and they might want to do more of that like mm, yeah instead of why didn't more. you do yeah. this you know thank you so much for doing that or making dinner or picking up the grocery and if you're in a situation where that's not your truth well it won't change unless you you know ask for help or talk mm. about it being a being a challenge or a problem for you Mm. I love the advice that when um, men are trying to get more action in the bedroom and they um, tell them to like vacuum the floor or sweep the floor or something like that, do some sort of some form of housework, do the washing up, make dinner. And um, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So I think that's, uh, that's definitely a winner. But I mean, my husband loves to do housework. So that's his thing. He really enjoys doing that. It's um, therapeutic for him and he doesn't um, like it so much when I take over that role. So I think our roles are a little bit reversed in that respect because he, he likes to do the stuff in here and also the lawn. Um, but I cook all the meals and, you know, so that's wonderful. So that's, yeah. And like for us too, we have that, you know, 
um, my partner, he, we don't own our house right now. We're like just renting, but you know, when we owned our house and when we buy our next one, he's always outside doing all the maintenance and stuff like that, mm. you know? And like, yeah, we just share the cookie. I, you just need to find what works for you in your relationship. Yeah. But if you feel like your relationship yeah. is unbalanced, yeah. you know, then you, it's, it's probably a discussion that's worth having. And Michelle and I are two examples of people that, you know, you can have a balanced relationship. It's not hard, but you mm -hmm. have you, the other yeah. person's not a mind yeah. reader, like you said, communication. And you need to communicate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Communication. It also falls into, um, sport, I think. And I was thinking about this while I was on the cross trainer and the treadmill at the gym this morning, Lauren, and I thought about elite athletes and they really need to balance out the extreme training that they put their bodies through. And a lot of that is to do with nutrition, energy and energy out and all those sorts of things. But also, I mean, when I was skating, I, I professionally skated, competitively skated for many years, speed skating. And you have to sort of, yeah, oh yeah, God. from the age of six. I was, um, I represented Australia many times. Hilarious. You never talked um, about that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned that I rollerbladed, but I probably didn't tell you that it was, a, I was, yeah, competitive. But um, anyway, we, we used to dunk our bodies in iced water. So they used to take, they'd wheel a wheelie bin down full of um, iced water down to the events. And if we did like a marathon or something like that, they would dunk all of this in the iced water. So this is when we were competing, you know, um, in different states or overseas. Um, they'd have the iced water there so we could like dunk our bodies into that. And it helps with your recovery so you don't get the cramping and like all that sort of stuff. Because, you know, I use my body as a bit of a gauge. So if I get ill, and I, I very rarely get ill, but if I get ill, I know that I've come out of balance. I know that I'm doing probably way too much yang. Um, I may be in overwhelm, my hands up. stuff like that. So I've got to pull myself. Yeah, I've got to pull myself back out of that. So um, the iced water is a common one. But you may remember in the Commonwealth Games, when I was thinking about this at the gym before, I don't know if you remember the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, the most recent one that happened before COVID. And in the marathon, there was a guy who um, collapsed and he looked like he was having a seizure but he continued to oh. run and he was falling over and running into the spectators and falling over. It was really uncomfortable oh and it was live. So the commentators were commenting on the whole thing and it was his brother, I believe. So there was another guy who was, he was first, another guy overtook him. And then I think his brother must've been in third or fourth and his brother caught up to him, grabbed onto him and they ran together but it was really disturbing. Like this person looked like he was going oh. to die. So if you, you may or Definitely may not, not want to go back and look at the footage, oh but I was God. watching it live. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. And there was a lot of argument and a lot of debate about, you know, the fact that they, a maybe should have stopped the, the broadcast. They should have called an ambulance, but they did try to get him off the track, but he was like, no, no, no. And he was fighting them and they let him finish. He crossed the line and he finished, but you know, our bodies do give us, and marathons are a good example of that because I've done um, a few, not the marathons, but the, the shorter events. And I've seen a lot of that what was go on and it really is energy. And, and yeah, he was under hydrated. He, he completely run out of fluid. Um, so his body couldn't function anymore. And when, when that happens, when you start to seize, which was, he would look like he was having seizures. When your body starts to do that, it is, it is trying to stop you. We're shutting it's trying down. To save your life We're shutting because, down. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And it's very common, goosebumps, it's very common in marathons right before the finish line. So when they come around, they've done this whole, you know, 41K, whatever it is, 41 and a half K. When they come around and they can see the finish line and that's exactly right. what happened to this guy, 
they relax and they go, oh, thank God it's there. And that's when he started like just all over the place and it's really disturbing. But it, it happens a lot. As soon as they come around, see that finish line, boom, their body just shuts down. So that's a really good sign um, that we're doing too much of the yang. Um, so it is about sort of balancing out and, and the way you can do that. Now, the way that we do that, yeah, is um, maybe, you know, doing the lighter exercise uh, after the yang mm. exercise. So we might go to the gym and do a really intense workout and then maybe go to a yoga class. You know, so doing that sort of cool down mm. period just to get your body and everything back into balance. Um, so that might be a way to avoid um, things like that. Sometimes I, because I'm all about the time management, because I tend to do a lot, I focus on that quite heavily. But um, I just sometimes don't want to spend all that time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, doing both. I like it half an hour to an hour exercise is kind of all I want. Because I've got all these other things I want to do. Oh, my gosh. Are you surprised that I look this wow. good and I only do that much? <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I'm, I'm, my mind's blown. Um, so is that yang, though? Like you're going for a run and then just yeah. coming home and going about your business? I guess. Or? I mean, like at the moment, I jump in the wow. pool as well and I just sit there. And often if I, depending on the time, I will, you know, go into a meditation after, like I'll have a shower or whatever and meditate for a bit. Uh yeah, but lately I I have been I've been doing more running and not enough yoga. And what I realized is that Michelle, it's like the light bulb moment went on where I went, oh my god, I can't be good at yoga all the time if I don't practice, <laughs> right? Because I was at a certain level where I was I was really mm -hmm. like pretty yeah pretty good. And then I realized, oh wait a minute, you know, five or six yep. months of just running, we're doing COVID go, yoga. Oh wait, if I'm not also doing yoga, then that means that I'm actually not in. I'm not improving in that way, even if I'm running. Not as flexible. flexible. Yeah, you lose your flexibility. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, even exercise, like, even stretches, I mean, yes. that's a yin, isn't yes. it? Like, you think about it. If you do stretches before and after you yeah, run, Yeah, I don't that's really stretch. So that's, I don't that's really all right. stretch. Yeah. Oh, well, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is very revealing, Lauren. Um, we have some uh, work to do. Let me just make a few notes here. Lauren's um, to-do list. Yeah, no, it's funny, but <laughs> what I realized is that actually I was talking to a girlfriend the other day. And so she said, yeah, I think I might, we were trying to connect online. And uh, she goes, I think I might go to a yoga class. I said, all right, no problem. Just let me know. And then uh, she didn't end up going to when We were talking and she goes, you know, I, I couldn't figure out if I wanted to go to the yoga class or I was just making myself go because I thought I needed to. And then she said, and I decided to stay home because I actually just needed to nurture myself and, you know, not go to, because yoga, like there are varying degrees, right? Mm. You can do yin yoga, which for our listener at home is one mm. of my favorite Power. yogas ever. Always use props. It's all about comfort and deep tissue. It's the best. Amazing. Um, Yoga Nidra is yep. another one if you want to do really, really meditation. Like, yeah. uh, but you know, there's also like really intense power yoga and um, Bikram, and like there's lots of different, you know, even Vinyasa mm. flows, like those are all can be really high intensity. So, yeah, and I thought that was really good that she listened to that. And I actually thought about it myself um, that, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, I, I don't want to go for a run today, but at the same time I want to do something. And I was just, I've, so lately I've been doing a little bit more yin yoga, which is my, my stretching and just nurturing, Good. but I do need to get back into the other yoga cause I need it for my mental health. <laughs> and 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, also just, Agreed. you know, because I want to be more flexible. Like I was, I was really surprised by, yeah. And, and you know, that being said, mm. I know once I just get into a flow again, it'll come back to where it was. I know that. Yeah. But if oh, I don't yeah, do the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's about relaxing and yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yin um, is oh. one of my favorites as well. So much the same as you. It's really good for bringing emotions to the surface. And what I love about yin especially is that because you hold the poses, each pose for like five minutes or so. And as Lauren said, props are really important. What it does, and especially when you're in oh, like yeah. pigeon or something like that, because it's all hips, that's control. So whenever I do that, I really want to punch everyone in the head hard. Like I want to punch everyone because it just brings all that stuff to the surface, all the stuff you've been packing away, deal with it later, stuff like that, brings it up. And then you've just, all you can do is breathe. What else have you got? You know, you can't move. It's like, I don't want to get in trouble. It's like everyone, you know, the instructor's walking around watching and I'm like, oh, I can't move. I can't move. So you just got to breathe, you know, and then that teaches you in life when you have some instance, like I had this week, you know, with a, a client who's not receiving the messages in a particular way, all I can do is just breathe through that and just go, that's your truth. That's your truth. And this is mine. You know, that's, that's it. And we part you know ways. And, you just tapped on something that's you know? so critical. And I just really want to reinforce what you said. So I remember I was in a yoga. Um, this is when I first started getting into yoga. Actually, I did a yoga um, like intensive because a girl at a restaurant I worked with, I worked in restaurants for a long time. <laughs> um, but anyway, I worked in a restaurant <laughs> with this woman and she also was building her own studio and everything. And she did a yoga intensive and there was one woman in the class. It's like a really outgoing, she's an actress. So a bit like of that kind of like, probably very yang heavy, I would say, but she quit the class within the second day because she was too angry with all, yeah, with all the stuff. Wow. And so all I want to say about that is breathe through it. And you know, if it's tough, you should be doing it. There's a big difference between going, this yeah. doesn't feel right and it's going to cause you like some sort of physical injury or, you know, it's, it's just really not a good thing for you to do. There's, yeah. there, there's that, but then there's also processing and working through stuff. Because let me tell you right now, if you don't deal with that shit, it will not go away. <laughs> so. Oh no, it, it just holds in your body it and it does. ends up in the yeah. disease, and dis-ease. Yeah. And nothing lasts yeah. forever. That's the thing. My yoga instructor always used to say on the Gold Coast, nothing lasts forever. Always during yin, always when it was a hip pose, <laughs> nothing lasts forever. And, and I remember true. when we got made redundant, the first couple of, um, the first week or two was really tough. Uh, and then, you know, it's fine because there's mm. always a silver lining. But I, I remember doing yin yoga and crying when I was doing it. And, and mm. you, you need to release that stuff. It's so important. Yeah. And I don't know how you feel, but Michelle, after I do a yoga class of any kind, the love, the mm. overwhelming love I feel for myself is just, it's mind blowing. And I think that's the whole yin mm. thing is yeah. when we've nurtured ourselves yeah. and honored ourselves and been in our body and understood that we're enough um you know these things happen when you practice when you practice yoga 
Uh, one thing I do want to mention as well yeah. is, you know, if we think about ourselves as glasses, you know, I think I've probably used this analogy. It's not obviously a new analogy, but, you know, if if we're glasses and we continuously give and give and give and give and give, we will become empty if we're not filling it up again. And I think that, mm. you know, in relation to the yin and the yang, I think I'll, for my interpretation of it is that yang is a lot of outside and giving and yin is a lot more of like taking in mm. and receiving. And, you know, I think that self-care is so important to, you know, the yin and the yang conversation. And I think that um, in, in the podcast, I have the spiritual one called The Afterlight. I interviewed Beloved. Actually, um, there's a new episode of hers coming out soon. Another one. Yeah. Oh, she's so I good. Yeah. I and so she's got yeah, an amazing heart breath healing on that. But one of the things that she talked about in the, uh, in our conversation was that, you know, when you're on an airplane, they always tell you that if you need oxygen to put your own mask on before you can help somebody else. And I thought that was mm. such a smart little clever way of talking about self-care, right? Because if you're not giving to yourself, then you can't give to somebody else. And if you can briefly, you definitely can't for the long term. Eventually run out. Um, and I did want to just tag on a little bit to the yin yoga there um, in that it is very good for, not even yin, but just yoga in general, very good for the central nervous system. And I think a lot of the imbalance, um, that's a good way to figure out if you are a little bit out of whack. I tend to get restless legs sometimes, which is where you can't sort of go to sleep. You have to keep moving. And then I know my central nervous system's out of whack. Um, and I just wanted to add that on because I think yoga is really good for um, central nervous system. That does cause a lot of um, grief for a lot of people. But Lauren, I wanted to get into some recommendations if yes. that's okay. Um, and just a little bit about listening to your body. So if you're unwell, um, you know, could you slow down? So just asking yourself if you could slow down and maybe ask for help, as I alluded to before, uh, in a relationship, could you ask for help occasionally, put your hand up and be vulnerable, just sort of highlighting what I was speaking about earlier. Sometimes we say things like, what's the point? You know, they're never going to listen anyway. But do we just change the way we're communicating, um, which is what I was saying before, you know, rather than sort of nagging, um, maybe we could ask it in a different way and not have the blame included in that. So I do have a few more recommendations, but I'll add that into the party element, Lauren, and that is brought to you by yes. my business today, I believe. So Michelle, our price, the light worker, all guidance, confirmation, anything that you're after at the moment. I do mentorship, so discovering and developing your gifts. Um, also weekend retreats, things like that. If you're keen for that, uh, readings and healings is my gig. So Reiki, pranic energy, healing, and I am a medium. So connecting to loved ones. So Michelle, our price, the light worker on Facebook. And we do have, it should be every Friday, Friday night, but it may change from time to time. Check my page, but we are doing group life readings and things now with my mentorship clients. So some of them are really doing super well and I'm elevating them now to doing their life readings and that sort of thing. So it's pretty exciting. So, um, I was how do you want to talk on that? Oh, wait, I was going to say something about you for a minute. Shit. It just oh, escaped okay. me. Um, but I, oh. I would recommend that you share some of those on the business and party um, Facebook page as well, Michelle, that'd be great. Oh yeah. It was good. Oh yeah. And Michelle also has gift certificates available. So if you are I do. for Christmas. a very unique present for Christmas mm. or Valentine's day or anniversary or birthday, or just because right? Yeah. That's such a cool yeah. idea. Cause a lot of people are thinking of oh, a gift certificate to a medium, but it's a, yeah, an obviously cool gift. Yeah. I had a couple of people already say, yep, I'm doing it for my family, doing it for yeah. mom or whatever. What do you get the, what do you get the gift or what do you buy somebody who has everything? 
you buy them a session with a medium. <laughs> a reading. Well, I mean, why not? I'm always looking for different things like that because yeah. a lot of my friends have a lot of stuff and it's like you don't want to add to their stuff. So it's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. 100%. All right. Yeah. So the party element is actually just all about nurturing. And my recommendation is actually to do some yin yoga. So if you just Google, honestly, yin yoga and YouTube, there are so many different free classes that are on there. Um, the other thing I will say is that before you get started into a session, I would recommend that you really figure out how long you have to do it that you turn off your phone, that you really allow yourself to be where you are. Skip ahead as well and make sure that you like the presenter's voice and style. Sometimes yep, I'll be too. listening to a class and I'll go, I can't handle this voice or I don't like what she's saying or she's talking too much, right? So skip ahead, see whether or not it's the style that you appreciate. The other thing with yin yoga is it's really important to have props. So, um, for people who do yoga often, they might already have a bolster, which is like a really heavy pillow and kind of a sausage shape. Uh, they mm -hmm. might have blocks, which are look like a cement blocks, but are, um, different materials. Then they might have a yoga mat. If you don't have any of that stuff, it's still fine. You don't need to, but you can use alternatives. So for, uh, blocks, you can use books really thick books. You can stack them on top of each other. You can use pillows for your bolster. You can use really thick quilts or blankets that are really rolled up. And what you could actually do is you could get some kind of a, a belt or a ribbon or whatever, and like tie the ends. So it kind of can maintain its shape while you're working. And then what'll be good about that is you don't need to be adjusting everything while you're going to the class. Uh, the other thing too is that, and I notice this with sometimes, because when I go to yoga classes with other people and they're new, I always stress out the whole class that they're not comfortable or not doing, it's not my job, I know, but I just like, oh my God, I do the same. Having the best experience. I want to coach, I want to coach and mentor. Sometimes I actually use props, even if I don't need it, because I want the person beside me to see what to do. Anyway. Oh my God. Yeah. That's hilarious. It's so funny. Hey. I'll be like, oh my God, that person really needs to be using a block. Okay, this is how you do it. Oh, I do too. I do the same. Block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually allows me to get into a deeper position probably than I was anyway without a block because I can yeah. get higher and it's just better to use props anyway. But I'm just saying that I yeah. definitely make a point. So, should be the page because, and sometimes yeah. I'll look over and be like, oh, check me out, right? <laughs> anyway, so the whole point of yin yoga though is to be comfortable. Like you should not feel pain. It should feel like this luxurious sleep almost that you're in the most beautiful, comfortable position because yin yoga is all about deep tissue relaxation. And because you're holding your positions for five minutes, you really need to relax. So if you're noticing, oh, there's a weird twinge in my hip, put a book under there or a pillow or a blanket. If you're noticing that, oh, um, I need a lot more, uh, blankets under my tummy than the person in the videos got. Well, that person in the videos probably been doing yoga for 10 years. So don't compare That's yourself it. to them. Put as many pillows as you need. So I just really want to reinforce to find a video that's right for you. If you try one person and it's not the right fit, move on, try somebody else, but be comfortable the whole time. Because if you're going to be channeling some anger or some sadness, you need to be comfortable and in a safe position when you do do that, or you're going to want to stop, get out of the position and not go there again. And like Michelle and I yep. said, it's not, 
it's not forever. It's just for now. And when you work through that, guess what? You've worked through that. You don't need to rehash yep. the, gone. the drama, the drama or whatever. Just let that, uh, those emotions go. So yes. All right. Over to you. Great advice. Um, just a couple of uh, recommendations, a bit of inspo. So Oprah, of course, had to go there. Yes, I had girl. what she says about, yeah, yin yang. And I've actually put the link to this in the show notes. So I'll just give you a brief sort of overview. But she said, Oprah, I love her. I take my pleasures seriously. I believe in the yin and yang of life. It doesn't take a lot to make me happy because I take pleasure from everything I do. Some pleasures are higher rated than others, of course. And because I try to practice what I preach, living in the moment, I'm consciously attuned most of the time to how much pleasure I'm receiving. And she just goes into a bit of, oh, that gives me goosebumps. She goes into a bit of detail about a conversation with Gail where they laughed so much that her head actually hurt. And it was just fabulous because laughter raises your vibrations. And I think that is awesome. And that's what I say to people a lot. It's like, when was the last time you went out with your girlfriends and just had a great laugh, great belly laugh? And that's why I put up a post about that when I went out with my old hot um, 91 friends. So, you know, it is great just to go out and just have a laugh, let your hair down. Um, and that is yin, that is receiving, it's giving back to yourself. And I also put into the show notes, um, and I just love Oprah, but I put in the show notes, Chef A. McAteer, and Chef A. McAteer had been on Oprah uh, previously, and she actually used a yin-yang system to discover a hangover cure. So I just thought that might be good for the listener at home if you are you know, going out for a big <laughs> night or planning a big weekend ahead or anything like that. She promotes the macrobiotic diet, and she actually figured out a way to um, cure the hangover. So I will have that in the show notes, Lauren, um, if you need that, if you've got a big weekend uh, coming up with your workmates when you go out <laughs> with them. So, you know, I haven't been drunk in years. Ah, wow. Like probably five years. Easy. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, great. Very good. Yeah. Very disciplined. Well, I just, it's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah. I don't you enjoy your drink though, but you don't have to take it to that extreme. Oh, I love red wine. Um, yeah, I do. I love it. And, uh, but I don't overindulge. Like I'll drink one bottle of red wine over a week. Wow. Yeah. So, red, well, red's good like that. I mean, white's a little bit harder to keep, but red, you can um, pop the lid on and chuck it in the cupboard. Hey, when did you give up alcohol? Oh gosh. A long time ago. Um, the last time I drank, I think was when Jason and I watched the Royal wedding, which was Catherine Middleton and <laughs> Prince William. And that was April 2011. Um, so that was and the last did it time for I drank. He took a photo of me drinking wine and put it on Facebook and everyone was just like, oh my God, what's going on? Why is she drinking wine? Um, so yeah, that was probably the last time. And then I think maybe on a um, birthday or something, occasionally I might have a glass, but most of the time it just makes me feel like crap. I don't enjoy alcohol. I think some people do, like they enjoy the taste or whatever it is. But I just think it tastes like poison a lot of the time. So I don't really enjoy it. I like a sweet, like a dessert wine, Brown Brothers. I love Brown Brothers wine. Um, they do a beautiful sweet wine, but that's about all I can tolerate. Anyway, uh, Lauren, coming up on the next episode, we're talking about cryptocurrency, uh, whether that is maybe a good investment, bad investment. I'm not really sure, but I'm going to have a chat to an expert friend of mine who is so into this that he actually came over. He's my tech friend that came over and fixed my Facebook page. And so I could do great Facebook lives and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, he had his big laptop here and the entire time it was like, bing, bing. And then there's an alarm that would go off and then bing, bing. And that was his, he does Bitcoin trading. 
And it was just insane. Like he's showing me these, these graphs, these charts, these things were just, you know, updating all the time. And, um, it's like this nonstop thing. He's up all hours of the day and night. It's crazy. But I just thought it'd be great to have a chat to someone like that because he lives and breathes this stuff. And a lot of my colleagues are actually investing in that now. So a lot of the people from the page that I uh, broadcast onto um, are investing in crypto now as well. And they were telling me that they're getting about a 10% return on their uh, money a year. And I'm like, I don't know if that's enough. Like, I don't know if that's enough for me. I'm thinking maybe stocks and bonds and stuff like that. Some more, you know, um, uh, banks and, and just investing that way. But um, yeah, I just sort of was worth investigating because a lot more people are doing it. And actually on the news the other night, they had a story on it. Um, do you use your spare cash to, you know, buy some crypto? But they were talking about like, you might buy a beer with crypto for six bucks. And the next day, the amount of crypto could be worth a thousand because it's so volatile. Like it's just up and down, up and down. So you might've just spent, you know, this thing and bought a beer and then the next day it's worth a thousand bucks. So you could have bought a thousand beers, you know, whatever, whatever it ends up being. Do you know what's so, funny? It's I have a tons of, I have a bunch of crypto and I, I haven't looked at it in over a year. Oh my Lord. <laughs> so maybe we could um, bring up my account on the mm. call and we could, uh, we could look at what Review. I have got. Yeah. And he could give me a review about whether or not I made some good choices mm. or that, I just thought that would be an interesting yeah, thing because I actually yeah. don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah, 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 clearly. Only about I've only spent about 150 bucks on it. Yeah. Oh, you only but invested 150. Whole, yeah. Yeah. But I bought a bunch of different types and mm. I seriously so I I guess between now and and when we talk to him mm. I will Review have to that. find my password. Yeah, see if there's any money left in it. The password's the big thing because a lot of people lose that and then um you're done. You can't uh, get it back. So Yeah, cuz it's super yeah. yeah. All right. Well, this has been the business in the front party in the back podcast. Podcast. If you love what you heard today, then please share it in all forums. Tell us, tell all your friends, tell your cousins, all of the above. And uh, and definitely comment, you know, leave some comments for us. Let us know what you would like to hear. And if you enjoyed what you heard, fabulous. But if you didn't, Lauren, what do you want our listener at home to do? Don't tell anybody. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Although if they listen this far and they didn't like it, that's confusing. It is confusing, isn't it? I never thought about it. Like, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. We should we should put the disclaimer at the beginning. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If you don't like this episode, don't tell anybody. Don't listen any further. Now we get into the show. That's hilarious. (laughs) Great show. Great show. Talk to you next week. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah.